0: Welcome to Inner Peace and Power, the podcast for busy humans who are seeking to uncover that sense of inner calm and clarity in our fast-paced and ever-distracted world. I'm your host, Dr. Rushmi Shram, and together we'll hear inspiring stories and we'll explore timeless wisdom with practical tips that give us access to deeper connections, more energy, and that sense of fulfillment. I am so grateful to be on this journey with you. Thank you for being here. Hello, hello, dear friend, and welcome back to this episode of Inner Peace and Power. Today's episode is actually called, What's Joy Got to Do With It? And it's actually going to be a discussion between you and me. So, This sounds interesting. Great. If you are immediately repulsed, that's okay. Just stick with me. Just stick with me. I'm going to start by telling you a story about me probably, you know, 13, maybe 14 years ago. And it was at this place in my life where I was truly feeling overwhelmed and overworked and burned out in probably all the areas of my life. Like I just had had it. And I've shared with you that I actually started my meditation teacher training because I really wanted the external accountability and the community that it had. And so this is where that story is. So I showed up. It was like one of the first few, you know, like sessions where We're learning how to meditate. We're learning some of the nuances of meditation, et cetera, et cetera. And I raised my hand because I had all kinds of stories in my head, right? And I raised my hand and I honestly did not know the answer to this question. I I really wanted to know if it is possible to feel inner peace, if it is possible to actually access it at any time that we want and or just feel calm on the inside. Like, I actually just wanted to know, and I realized that it made me look idiotic, quote unquote, but I don't think it did. So my teacher, who was kind of cheeky, he said, well, yes, of course, you know, and and my question was like, is it possible for me? And his answer was, yes, of course, it's possible for you. But why would you just stop at peace? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, because that seems pretty amazing to me to feel really, really peaceful on the inside. And he said, well, it's just on the way to feeling joyful. You have to feel easeful to feel joyful. And you're on this planet right now to feel joyful, to feel blissful. And I was honestly, I was shocked. I was, I did not, I didn't get the memo that I was here to be joyful or blissful back then. (laughs) I was like, this is crazy, but I've already signed on the dotted line and I've already paid. So I may as well see what this, this whole thing is talking about. And. I am telling you that I would say the last decade of my life has been a conscious experiment of leaning into joy and all of its complexities and all of its nuances and all of the triggering that it can do, not just for me, but I'm sure for you as well. Um, Because I think joy can be portrayed as something like super toxic sometimes. So I want to talk about that too. And so before we talk about really like all the ways in which you and I can access our joy, I want to tell you some of the benefits of actually leaning into joy, right? And so I alluded to my teacher having said that the reason that we're here on this planet is to find our joy and to be joyful. And I think some part of that is probably true because, you know, joy in and of itself isn't a selfish thing thing it's actually the opposite of that because what we know and we know this with good research is joy I suppose you can interchange it for happiness but in my mind happiness is extremely important as well happiness in my mind the way that I tend to define it is maybe something that is a bit of a fleeting thing and joy can also be fleeting as well but for me joy feels more visceral it's like something that I can feel in my body as an expansion And I associate it with a sense of feeling contentment or fulfillment, just in whatever is present right then and there for me. So you're saying, okay, seriously, what does joy got to do with it? Right. And so joy can actually make us feel uncomfortable sometimes. And we're going to talk about that too. I'll tell you what joy isn't. And I think because it triggers these like images of super toxic positivity or, you know, always being joyful, it can really be uncomfortable for us. That's really the case for me, for sure. And so when I'm talking about joy or expansion, I'm not saying that we need to live in this space all the time. Absolutely not. In fact, it's an impossible thing to do as a human being, nor should we strive for it, because we flow between these stages of contraction and expansion. But really, today we're exploring joy and what joy's got to do with it, right? And so toxic positivity is this notion where we pretend nothing negative exists, like we never feel bad and everything is here for our good and it really is not helpful for us. So this episode is not about toxic positivity and it is something that when you notice, um, when notice comes up, it's it just going to make you feel uncomfortable. So just notice that. Okay. So what this also is not, what joy is not, is something that is sometimes called spiritual bypassing. And the way I think of spiritual bypassing is this. Let's say I feel really stressed out and I don't want to deal with something, right? I don't want to deal with a conversation I just had where I feel bad about something I said. So I might run over and sit down for a meditation and just bypass feeling my feelings, that's spiritual bypassing. And that's also not helpful because remember, our feelings that we suppress never go anywhere. They're waiting to be processed. So meditation is a tool to allow us to process and meditation is a tool that we can come back to to actually become more of ourselves. So it is not a tool for spiritual bypassing. And we're not here to be, you know, toxically positive all the time. Although when we lean into joy, we are focusing on things that are expansive and positive. That's for sure. Right? So all of our emotions are valid. And today we're really focusing on ways that we can nurture joy and maybe why we might want to nurture joy. All right. So these are known proven benefits of joy, y'all. And what we know for sure is people who kind of rate themselves higher in the happiness slash joy scale. And I know Sometimes I'm going to go back and forth on using those, but you know what I'm talking about is this sense of contentment and expansion and openness and connectedness. So it's actually really good for our own personal well-being in addition to like societal well-being. So when we're happy or joyful, we know for sure that we do more of these like what's known as pro-social behaviors, like altruism, like giving of ourselves, giving of, you know, our time, our energy, our money. When we are joyful and happy, we actually give more of ourselves. So it's this idea of creating this positive ripple in our lives, right? Like when we're joyful and we're giving with an open heart and it is an automatic thing that happens. No one is like joyful and sort of like trying not to share it. It just doesn't happen. And so what we put into the world is always coming back to us. And so in that way feeling this sense of joy or owning your joy if you will can be like a very magnetic thing like it can attract more of this expansive quality, right? And so one thing that it can do is it can really start to strengthen relationships that are meaningful for us. It can really deepen those relationships and if there's if there's chasms in certain relationships it can improve those as well. And so to me, and I said, you know, I've had this kind of conscious experimentation with joy. I think that's definitely true of my every single day life is how much joy do I let myself feel? How much, how much is okay? What's the dosage? And when do I stop? And how do I, you know, how do I stop from clinging to it? Right. And so joy can really give us access to a more meaningful life, to a more fulfilling life. So that's why we're talking about joy. That's what, that's what joy's got to do with it. It is your true essence, like my meditation teacher said. You're like, okay, fine, now I'm sold. What are some fast, easy ways, right? These aren't hacks. These are things that you could do every single day that you're probably doing every single day anyway, that you can access your joy, where you can nurture your joy, right? So I'll give you three of my top ways to nurture joy and and of course to access it. So the first one I alluded to already, which is any kind of meditative practice that you have. And remember, it doesn't have to be a seated meditation, but oftentimes a seated meditation or a guided meditation, for example, can give you access to a little bit of that inner peace for you, which we've already established is a way for you to round out into your own joy, right? So when there's any kind of regular or consistent meditation practice, it gives us that connection that we can remember. And when we remember who we are, then we start to align with that inner bliss, with that inner joy. And when that happens, of course, we're naturally, like I said, outward flowing with that, right? Here is a quote from the amazing Vietnamese monk Thich Nhat Hanh. He was a very proliferative teacher and an activist as well. So this is what Thich Nhat Hanh said. He said In our time, in our civilization, sitting and doing nothing is considered either to be a luxury or a waste of time. But sitting can produce the most nourishing calm and joy, and we can all afford some time to sit. How wonderful it is to sit and do nothing right? Do we think of it as a luxury? Do we think of it as a waste of time? For me, this sitting and quote-unquote doing nothing, which is also equated to being, right? So this practice of being is so necessary to living a rich, more skillful life that I would encourage each of you, if you don't already have some kind of even two or three minutes of meditation to really turn towards it and see what shows up for you. So that's my first real easy, fast access way for you to move into your own joy and for you to access that sense of expansion. And so that's the first one. So the second one is actually this sense of building safety and trust and most importantly, with this, this co-regulation with other beings, right? Yes, of course, we always are looking at co-regulating our own nervous systems, meaning how do we come back to ourselves? How do we ground ourselves? And one of the fastest ways we can ground ourselves is to have at least one, two, or three relationships where there is pure trust, where there is pure safety. And, you know, it can be with first, if that feels uncomfortable, that can be with like another mammal, right? We can feel that with our pets. We can feel that with our cats or our dogs. And and sometimes it can be at first with a therapist, for example, or it can be with a coach. It can be with a teacher. It can be with so many different of these relationships that we have in our lives. So, so really that is one of the fastest ways for us to access our peace and our joy and our ease is to have some foundation to co-regulate in the safety of a nurturing relationship. And so that really has to do with communicating well, communicating honestly, being reliable and having the other person be reliable too, right? And when that happens, it can really create like these deep connections. And the truth is, joy really does expand whenever we share it with someone else. And so that's the fun part about it is we actually get to belong to ourselves and belong to whatever relationship feels safe for us as a way to experience joy is a way for us to share joy. Of course, we can also share painful things. We can share fears. We can share all kinds of things as well, right? Whatever it is for you, I would say try to find that relationship. And sometimes it doesn't have to be a relationship where you're like sitting and chatting with someone else. Maybe you play tennis or maybe, you know, for me, I am an aspiring pickleball player. (laughs) Yes, I'm about to turn 50 and I feel that pickleball has a a role in my life. And so whatever that is, right, if you have a tennis partner or like someone at work that you can joke with and you can trust this person like that, Actually, is a great access point to your joy. So that's number two. Number three is looking for and being present for the little moments in our lives. So appreciating the simple things because we often think like joy. Oh, it has to be like something big, like my wedding day, or, you know, any big occasion that you can think of. And sure, those days can be joyful. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But it really, truly, our joy, we can catch, literally catch in moments, right? And it's when we give ourselves permission to be present, which is mindfulness, which is awareness, and it can be the simplest things that can bring us joy. It can be a deep source of contentment for us. It can be as simple as a cup of coffee, Like, I know my cup of coffee definitely brings me joy, right? Like me being present for that. What about, you know, like enjoying the warmth of the sun on your face? That can feel really joyful too. Or like looking at anything in nature, connecting to anything in nature, even for a moment, can be so joyful. For me, one of the fastest ways to access joy is in silence. And I don't mean that I have to be sitting in like a meditative Posture or something, but like driving without anything on, no music, no podcast, nothing, just even for two minutes. And I'm like, whoa, this feels really cool. Cause I'm, you know, looking at things that I don't normally look at or paying attention to things I don't normally pay attention to. So it can be something simple like that, whatever way it is that helps you cultivate that sense of being present, that sense of like mindfulness so that you can notice the small things. And sometimes like we even miss, like I actually try to look for if I'm anywhere, like even checking out at the grocery store, for example, if someone is really cackling, laughing, I am seriously turning my attention to that because laughter is contagious and joy is contagious too, while all of our emotions are contagious. And so just being open to it and in the small moments, because the small moments are never the smallest things. They are really big, they add up. So those are the three things, right? So the first one is meditation. The second one is a trusting, safe relationship, first with yourself, then with others. And then, of course, giving ourselves permission to feel the simple things, the simple pleasures that are present already. They can give us access to so much joy. And so if all this talk about joy doesn't feel safe, let's say you're in a situation where you've been working for something really, really, really hard. And for the sake of this, let's just say it is like a a marathon. Let's say it's a marathon and you've been really focused on training for this marathon and the mind body, you know, emotional part of this marathon, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's taken you months and months and months to get to this one place. And the marathon day is here. You are super excited and you're super nervous. And, you know, that. The ending of the marathon, for example, so let's say you actually completed it at the pace that you wanted, maybe you PR'd, there were these big things that come up with it. And so what can feel really uncomfortable is joy when it arises, especially if it's supposed to be super joyful. And it can really feel like, oh my gosh, like it can almost feel sort of foreboding. So it can happen at places like graduations or if you planned a big, big trip. And it's supposed to be this huge hurrah trip. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, God, I can't relax. Or maybe maybe you said, I'm going to go get a massage. And you're supposed to be super relaxed and happy there. And you can't find it there. And you start to freak out. Or when joy comes, you're just like, no, 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 this doesn't feel OK. This doesn't feel OK. All of those are 100% totally OK. I get it. Because some of the biggest moments in in our lives, quote unquote, biggest moments, can feel almost like, anticlimactic sometimes if we're not feeling super joyful. And so when that happens, it isn't if that happens, because I think it does happen to all of us in these moments where either people are looking at us like, oh, my God, she should be so happy or, oh, my gosh, you know, how come this person isn't so excited about this thing that's happening? Because it's complicated, right? So when the sense of foreboding starts to come, and we know this from good scientific research. Brene Brown has published this stuff and she talks about this really well. What we can actually go back into when we, when we feel uncomfortable and joy, we can actually move directly into gratitude, like this practice of gratitude, not just saying I'm grateful for, but it is a practice of gratitude, right? Just like it is a practice of meditation. It is a practice. And so it is a verb. So gratitude. Can be just this sense of coming back into what's going right today. What are all the things that I am really grateful to have in my life? And truly bringing in a felt sense of gratitude can be the most calming. Can be the most grounding thing that we can do. And again, not in a toxic way, but when it feels unsafe, if we can move into gratitude, ooh, it can be one of the most grounding, powerful tools that we can ever develop in our lives. And it gives us access to feel that joy in a safe way. And so when we have joy, we get to have a richer experience of life. We get to connect deeper with people. We get to make an impact where we feel the most, you know, impact can be made in our lives, right? Like in a way to fulfill our potentials. Like there are so many times I was thinking of how many times have I possibly subconsciously either blocked joy or just didn't feel comfortable in joy. And I think there's several of those, honestly. And I'll give you one example, which it turns out is almost indistinguishable from this amazing client client story because she was telling me something like this as well. So this was like maybe three or four years ago. I was at this like beautiful mountain resort with my family and the kids were a little bit younger then. So maybe they were younger teenagers. And so I remember this moment so vividly. It was one of the most gorgeous sunsets I've ever seen over the mountaintop. And I was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. I cannot believe I'm here. And so my kids ran over to like the tippy tippy top of a boulder that was right on the edge of the mountainside. And they both, of course, stood right on top of it, clambered right on top of it, and then just sort of spontaneously did this thing where they like opened up their arms and like this open hearted thing and just opened into nature. It was really cool to see. It was like the coolest sight. In fact, I think I took a photo of it. And then immediately, like as soon as Joy showed up, like then there was like this sense of foreboding. Oh, my God, you know, what's going to happen next? Are they going to fall off the mountain? You know, what's what's going on, you know? And so it's that moment of catching ourselves, either pushing joy away or resisting it or moving directly into the next thing. It's like, how do we savor it? How do we not panic when we feel joy? Because that is the expansive feeling with which we can actually move through life in a more skillful way. And so I would welcome you to try on for, you know, maybe the next couple of weeks. Just try it on and tell me what you think about what joy's got to do with it. I want you to just consider that it is a beautiful way for us to access our inner peace and our inner power. There's really enormous strength in feeling joyful and connected. There's enormous strength and joy in in feeling even a little bit of ease, which can be really related to joy. And so I want you to try to practice this, dear friend, and I cannot wait to see you on the next episode of Inner Peace and Power. Thank you for listening to Inner Peace and Power and for being an invaluable part of our community. If today's episode resonates with you, please subscribe so you won't miss any of the weekly episodes or the bonus meditations. And please share with friends, family, or anyone you think may benefit. Your support means the world and I am so grateful. Before we part, a gentle reminder, while I am a physician, I am not your physician. Everything we discuss on Inner Peace and Power is for informational and educational purposes only. It's never intended to be medical advice. So always consult with your own healthcare provider for any medical concerns. Until next time, remember, you're never alone and it's never too late to tap into that inner power. So keep nurturing that beautiful connection, dear friend, and I will see you soon.